from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. It is the G and Ursula Show. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. And Ursula, this morning we let off the show with news that is not only is it local news, but it's national news because of what happened with Richard Sherman. So there were a lot of texts that came in during that time in which we talked about it. Mm -hmm. But there's a bunch of texts that said a certain thing that really stood out to me. And I think at 1030, we need to discuss that because I'm really scratching my head about something. Seriously. Like, I, and I've never seen it before, and I don't understand it. I know. Like, and normally we get some different reaction. But, uh, yeah, we will definitely discuss that yeah. and more. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476, cairo Also, just a reminder that you can search for the G and Ursula Show wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're on our page, just a reminder that we love it if you hit that subscribe button to automatically receive every single hour of every show. And if you have that option, you can also give us a review and uh, we will share some of your reviews in future shows. But right now, it is time for What's New at 10. And we have our guest, Matt Markovich, back in studio with us talking about what is going on in Olympia. There is a new tax proposal that could affect the housing market. And then we're also going to be talking about another step toward banning child marriage in Washington. And I have a reaction to that one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, thank you for joining us right now. Let's start with the... Good morning. Good morning. Let's start with the tax proposal. So this is kind of flying under the radar, and they just had a vote on it literally a few minutes ago in the Senate. So what this is, this is a 10% tax on short-term rentals that are, are come from online platforms like Airbnb, VRBO, which is owned by Seattle-based Expedia here. It, it, the cities and counties would have the ability to tax up to 10% more on a nightly charge of a short-term rental, and that money's to go to Worker housing for that community. Now, primarily, this was geared for tourism, like the city of Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. City of Leavenworth, interesting fact, it has the number th- is three third in the state in terms of hotel billing, only behind Seattle and Spokane. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's a town of twenty five hundred people. Yeah, so they Big really are dependent on. And the mayor has said eighty percent of their uh, workforce lives outside of Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. So, but they have any money? They don't have any money to create housing for their tourism workers. So that's what this bill is intended to do. So just a few minutes ago. Uh, a Senate committee just voted out of committee. It passed the House, voted out of committee. So it's on its way. Looks like it's very positive. It almost got a nearly unanimous vote in the House. Looks like it's going to become law. And it's kind of sliding under the radar here. Uh, so it, it affects every Airbnb, VRBO in the state. The local jurisdiction can add 10% onto that. Um, the only person that's exempt from it is if you're renting out a house, a mm. room in a house. So like an Airbnb, your bedroom, you have an extra bedroom, that's exempt. But that's it. You know, it's so kind of straightforward. I am curious if that's going to mean, because one of the, the attractions for at least when I do Airbnb or VRBO is that not only do you get a more personal experience, but you also potentially yeah. get a cheaper price. 
and, and, and so and, I'm curious and, if this is going to. Well, the people who run air, uh, run these units, all of them lined up against it, and believe it or not, Expedia was for it. Oh, really? Yes, because... How do they benefit? Well, Expedia (laughs) first said, no, we're totally against it when it was first proposed a couple years ago. But now they flipped totally before it because so many communities are banning short-term rentals Mm. because they want to keep that uh, housing supply for long-term rentals, for the people who want to live there rather than just tourists. So Airbnb, uh, Expedia says, you know what? It's the better of two evils. I'd rather, we'd rather have a tax of 10% Rather than have all of our inventory go down and not have any places to rent, so that's why Expedia is for it. They'd rather they 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 see the trend of cities banning the short term rentals because they need that housing for the long term uh, long term rentals for their workers in that city. Mm. So Expedia is picking the tax over cities dropping the inventory and banning short term rentals. We're used to being taxed, right? I mean, we 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 we're used to it. Now yeah, you know. No, you, let, let's not get too, get too used to it. Okay. Um, you said something a second ago, Ursula. Um, you talked about how did you say you 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 like doing Airbnbs and on occasion. I on, on occasion when when they first started the whole Airbnb or all that thing, I liked it. I really did. I thought, oh man, this is this is nice. You know what I mean? Like, oh, almost half the price of hotels. Yeah. You don't have to pay a lodging tax. Yeah, in those oh, yeah, cities. All, yeah. All, all, all that stuff. That was then. Yeah, but the this prices is, have gone up. Oh my goodness, this is now. So that's number one. So personally, yeah. I'm not really a fan of it. I just rather go to the hotel. I don't have to worry about not doing the right things. I or I shut the space. I shut the door too loud, or uh, somebody else came in behind me. That wasn't person wasn't on the le- on the uh, contract. So there's one. So personally, I don't like it. Now on another reason why I don't like it because. I don't think that we all saw where this was going. We saw that these corporate companies out here buying these homes right there, people buying up homes in the neighborhoods. And so you have two to three homes and maybe in that neighborhood that are now Airbnb'd out, right? So we don't like that as well. And so while I don't mind them being taxed extra, I also don't think it is fair for me to pick and choose just because, oh, go ahead and tax them, go ahead and tax that. I just wonder, when are we going to come together and be like, enough is Never. enough? Because because <laughs> you don't want to go to where I'm talking about? You, yes. don't, you don't know where I'm going? You know where I'm yeah, going. Yeah, I know. Okay, you yeah, know where yeah, I'm going. State income tax. Yeah, nope. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to happen in the state of Washington. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's part <laughs> that of the initiative. Been, as long as I've lived here, I, we've talked about it, and as long as I've lived here, People, there's always going to be an argument. By the way, I think that this whole Airbnb is almost like somebody went and worked for Airbnb corporate. They were infiltrated by someone from the hotel industry because what they have done so far is driven folks like me back to the hotels and being like, I'm sorry, baby. Sorry I left you. I'm here for good now. And I bet you there's a lot of people listening right now that you are like, I'm not doing Airbnb anymore. I'm doing the hotel. Yeah, the lodging tax that you have to always pay varies across the state. Depends on the county and the city. It's it's basically minimum 6.5%, but it can go way up. 
this is going to match it now. If this passes, if the cities and counties adopt a 10% excise tax on the short terms. So they're going to be matching the taxes of hotels. Wow. Hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about this other thing, this legislation to ban child marriage in Washington. My question for you is, is this a solution in search of a problem? Is it a big problem, well, child marriages we, uh, the, in Washington? There are 40 states in the country that do not have a ban on some sort of child marriage. And I'm just going to tell you right now, this is going to be law. Starting June 6th, hmm. you have to be 18 Good. To be legally married. And no ifs, no ands, no buts. A parental consent, nope, doesn't matter. A judge saying there's special circumstances, they took that out, no matter. It It's flat out 18 to be legally married starting June 6th. That's when this bill would take effect, assuming that the governor will sign it. Both houses, House and Senate have passed it, and it's going to happen. Good. I don't have any. Okay, I, text I mean, us if you have a pushback on that one. 888-973-5476. Triple eight ninety seven three. Cairo. I'm like, hello. I agree. You have to I be think, eighteen to vote. I think you, the I think, only. I think the only way uh, there's pushback is if you start bringing in for religious purposes, right? Like you know the uh, the possibility of being seventeen years old and quote unquote having a baby out of wedlock. You know that's kind of when it comes into play. I'm agreeing with it. I 100 percent believe. That you should be 18 or over. I'm just go ahead and doing an yep. Ursula right now yes. by just showing the other side of it. And we're talking legal marriages. So yes. if mm-hmm. uh, if there's a religion out there where they want to have a, a religious ceremony to put, put two people together, you know, that's on them. But the, in terms of legally recognized marriages, you have to be 18. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about real quick, Ursula, I brought this up, but I just thought that the state of Washington, you all listening should know this. In Missouri right now, what's going on in their legislature, there is a bill, a proposal to make it a, the ability to have a divorce finalized when you are pregnant. Because right now in the state of Missouri, you can't have your divorce finalized if you are pregnant. So anyway, we don't have to go on that. I just want to just tell you what's going on in our country. In 2024, if you are pregnant in the state of Missouri, your the judge cannot say, boop, divorce, final. And I don't know if I should change the subject here about what G was talking about earlier this morning when you were talking about body cams on the uh, referees. And we talked about the referee bill. Additional penalties for assaults on referees. Yeah, what's going on with that? It's over. Uh, It passed unanimously in the House. Good. Senate never gave it a hearing. Oh, you mean it's over as in not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to go in. The Senate didn't even get a hearing. And this is a bill that would made a Class C felony, which is five years in jail, $10,000 fine max. If you verbally assault a referee, I mean, there's assault. There's already there's already crimes uh, if you physically assault a referee. But if you intimidate them, uh, verbally assault them, abuse them, you can go to jail. You can go to prison for that. Well, that failed. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's failed for this year. Is there a reason why... Um was there a lot of pushback on that? Well, there was, I mean, when the Senate doesn't even give it a hearing, we have no response back on why they didn't. We, I mean, it flat out went all through the process in the House, 97 to nothing on the House. Senate never give it a hearing. Mm. So I want to bring that up. And I, and I, I also want to say, since we're talking about the initiatives, too, mm. yes. you brought up the income tax one. Yes. So this week, we're going to have the three hearings on the initiative, the income tax one, uh, the uh, parental bill of rights, and police pursuit. All three are basically show and tell. It's 
It's probably going to all three are going to pass because the Democrats would not have put them up for a hearing if they didn't think they had the votes to pass all three. And all three have no money tied to it. So the income tax one, which you kind of just brought up, which is right now, you can't have an income tax in the state. That's been law. That's the Constitution. But this makes sure that cities and counties follow it. It's just kind of rubber stamping it. And same with the Parental Bill of Rights, which is going to have a hearing this week, as well as the police pursuit may be the most contentious one in the House. But all three, most likely, when they have a hearing, when you hear about these things all this week, and we're going to be talking about them, it's strictly show and tell. They're just putting it on because the lawmakers cannot change one word about these initiatives that these 400,000 people have each signed to so on the ballot in yes. November, uh, the legislature cannot change one word at all. Either have to give it up, thumbs up or thumbs down. And they're doing these hearings just to do it. Yeah. And then when it comes to a floor vote, most likely they would not have put these up had they already counted the votes behind the scenes and they would pass. So I saw they just make a mention of it. Wow. Thank you for yeah updating that because that's going to be very interesting this fall. Matt, sure. you, do a, you do a good job when you come in. But I know we probably shouldn't go back to something, but I just I just want to go back to the can I go back to the referees? Yes. I mean, according to this copy that Chef put in here. So <laughs> more than half of referees in America fear for their physical safety. Let me just say that. And this is according to thirty six thousand refs. Half of them fear, right? Thirteen percent of them say that they've been physically assaulted. And you mean to tell me there's no hearing? There's no hearing at all for this to put body cams on this. Like, I don't think people really, truly understand how bad it is getting in youth sports. Now, the higher in college and in high school, it gets a little bit better in high school. It's way better in college. But I'm talking about youth sports. I'm talking about what you are seeing. I'm talking about Cam Newton and, and, and the fighting that took place this past weekend. I'm talking about yeah. no, the stuff that I showed you the other day with coaches fighting and adults and this whole wanting to win and my baby needs to well, play college and, and, basketball. And parents living through their, vicariously through their children Man. and uh, going crazy. But the, the frustrating and the dysfunction that you see in Olympia is is why people lose faith. You get a, a unanimous vote in the House, and then it doesn't even nope. come up in the Senate. It's like that's. Outrageous. I was surprised by that. It didn't even get a hearing. I mean, at least you'd think it'd get a hearing, but that meant the Democratic leadership of that committee chose not to put it to a hearing. That's how. That's how important it is when you hear me talk about Democrats and Republicans who are in charge. Yes. Those leaders in charge decided not even to have a hearing on it, and they could, they have the right to do that because of the majority party. And that is where I say we need more balanced government. And that is an example where it, it is one party that just rules all of it. And something that passes in the House should at least be heard in the Senate. And it doesn't even – I just find that crazy. You know what we should do? What's that? January and February at the beginning of each year, the G and Ursula show should just set up – in Olympia. <laughs> and we set up there. And then what are we there for? Oh my because God. we're here, brothers and sisters, to help you with common sense. And if you listen to what we are saying to you right now, you will go back and you will go and vote for the right thing. And you will actually find out what your constituents are saying. Because a lot of y'all go in there. I don't know what's on your mind. I don't. For an example, 
the D, the, the, the DUI from point zero eight to point zero five. Actually, well, they, they, they actually heard. They heard from people. Not a good example. Yeah, they, they heard from people. <laughs> Nobody and, wanted and, that. And you and I would not want to sit there because we count on Matt. I can make Matt, it happen. We count on Matt <laughs> to go through the sausage making and bring us the things that are interesting. I can set you we up are, in the rotunda there right there. It's a people's place. <laughs> You're right outside the chambers. No, it's totally not, okay. We're not going to Olympia. <laughs> we're good. No, we're good. Yeah, Matt do it is even better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Okay, coming up. We are going to bring back what happened in court involving Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. former Seahawks star who was arrested for suspicion of DUI. And we're going to let you all weigh in because you guys had some things to say while we had our first discussion. And so there, we're going to bring that up. But do you do you know what theme I'm talking about that people kept texting in? And I'm really scratching my head about it. And so we're going to be talking about that next. We definitely want to hear from you. But there was a th- certain theme. That was text into the show when we were talking about that. And I want to understand how and why that was happening. We do that next. This hour of the G and Ursula show is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Welcome back to the G and Ursula show. Happy Monday to all of you. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973-Cairo. In case you missed it at the top of the hour, Richard Sherman was not required to appear in court today, and he did not, but um, the courtroom was packed. Sherman's wife and friends were there. Uh, This is following his arrest early Saturday morning on suspicion of driving under the influence. He had claimed to troopers that he had uh, had two margaritas that night. He'd refused to take the breathalyzer, but he did some other um, tests in which that voluntarily and the troopers said that he appeared to be impaired. And so he was arrested. So it was our top story in the nine o'clock hour. And um, we got kind of some unusual reaction on our text line. Uh, Susan and Kent said that we were convicting Richard Sherman through a news release and uh, he was stopped for a traffic violation, not because he was driving erratically. And we reported that he was driving nearly 80 miles per hour in a 60 mile per hour zone. And when he was stopped, the, the troopers thought he was impaired. Again, these are all allegations. It's not he's not been convicted. Uh, three six zero said this is pathetic. Leave Richard Sherman alone. Why is this even news? Talking about kicking someone when they're down. I thought this show was better than this. And then um, Brian in Arlington said, "Let's not relate this instance with the past instance, please." Um, and I guess I'll respond to that one first. Yeah. Why wouldn't you relate this to the past instance? Because it is history allegedly repeating itself. And uh, this could be even more serious for Richard Sherman because he is under probation for the last instance. Um, After the last instance, he said, which was very serious, where he 
um, crashed his car at a construction site, left the scene, then went to try to break down the door of his in-laws house. Um, you know, he had an extreme risk protection order uh, against him because he was someone who had weapons. I mean, these are all very serious things and he's a very public figure. So why wouldn't you relate it to what happened in the past? Because after that, he said he had learned his lesson and he was going to do better. And unfortunately, like so many others, maybe he either hasn't learned his lesson or still struggling with his addiction that he still needs to have mm-hmm. help for. Right. So I don't know that we're treating him any differently. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what's different on this. Um, I was actually shocked, and this is the reason why we're bringing it back again. You see some of we just, uh, Ursula just read some of the text messages, and I was shocked that someone would assume that we're kicking someone when they're down when we're reporting news like there's a difference and i admit it to you all in the nine o'clock hour i said that there was a part of me before doing this job that i would say oh well why do you have to talk about that how about the regular person that's not in the news that maybe uh, allegedly gets a dui on a saturday morning they get to go to work on monday or tuesday nobody talks about them well If you're in the news for the cheers, you're probably going to be in the news for the booze, right? And that's just just, just the price you pay. If I were to do something, if my son were to do something, it is news, right? And I'm not even nowhere near close to where Richard Sherman is. But it just, I had to pause a little bit because people really were texting us and telling us that we were being unfair talking about it. Well, I want yeah, and I, I want to point out one other thing. Sorry, no, no, I, I want to point ahead. out one other thing. Yeah. Driving drunk is a very serious problem in this country. I don't need to state the obvious, but uh, I, I told you last week before this even happened that um, a, a drunk driver is—it's estimated will drive eighty times under the influence even before their first arrest. Now you're talking about someone who's had now two within the last. Three years, two years, two and a half years. Every 51 minutes in this country, someone is killed in a drunk driving crash. During the the span of our show, three people will have been killed during our our show because of drunk driving. So it is very serious. Right. So, yes, and if you have someone who is as visible as Richard Sherman is, who I'm rooting for, I want him to do better. I think he is one of the most talented people— on the field and off the field, but that doesn't give him a pass. No, and I'm glad you said that because I'll even piggyback on what you're saying. Have you ever? <laughs> I don't like the feeling. I got text messages this morning from someone that says, Gee, you got a hard job to do because I'm going to get on here and I'm going to talk about someone who is a personal friend. This is this is a real friend of mine that I have to get on here and talk about. And so I believe that the reason why now let's get away from that, that we have so many problems in our country is because we have so many people that are friends that aren't able to come out and say, hey, friend, that's wrong. We don't do that anymore because we go on. Well, based on who it was, is that a Republican 
Is that a Democrat? Is that person this or that? Because based on this, if I'm going to call out that, I'm only going to call it out as if it's on, quote unquote, the other side. Right. Imagine if our show, the Gene Ursula show, because this is a friend of mine. We just didn't talk about this story at all. And we just we went on and talked about everything else. How much respect for our show would you have? No, we pride ourselves on coming and talking about what the real news is and giving our opinion with no agenda. I think another reason why we received those responses is because it's easy to empathize with Richard compared with, let's say, a 16 year old that we don't know who carjacks someone. We know Richard. We've rooted for him for a long time. We see that he has, this is a guy with resources, ton of charisma, talent. He lights up every room he goes into. And when you see someone like that do something like this, you think there must be something terribly wrong that's driving it. And you feel empathy for that person. But the fact is, we have more empathy for people who have something to lose than we do for people who have nothing to lose. We don't know the stories of a lot of those 16-year-old kids, right, that are committing crimes. We know Richard, though. Well, and and we know Richard, and we know Richard could have easily called an Uber. This is... Darn straight. Preventable. And I tell you what, society, we got to chill. And one of the things that I... You know what? Let me get personal for a second, okay? The one of the things that I tell my son personally, him, himself, I tell him, look, you have decided to go down this lane in this world. There's responsibility with this, right? There's going to be people that will say, oh, my goodness, we love you. You're great. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. What a catch. Touchdown. All those different things. But make sure you're prepared for it, because once you're in the limelight, there is a responsibility that you're going to have. Today, in social media times, there's going to be people that's waiting for you to make that mistake. And when you do, it's going to happen. So, again, good stuff on the show. Coming up next, it's time to, you know what, we've been heavy all show today, Ursula. Now, let's get to scenarios. And in this scenario, guess what they're talking about? The tip culture. They upset. Gene Ursula. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It's the Gene Arsa Show. Let's get to scenarios. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? This tipping has gone too far, they say. I went to a concert over the weekend, and my girlfriend wanted a T-shirt of the band. It was $50. No problem. But the problem is, is I used my credit card to pay, and it popped up asking for a tip. And then I didn't see an option to choose no tip. It was just 15%, 18%, or 22%. I told them, well, I don't want a tip. And they said, okay, well, then you need to pay cash. I was mad. I said, nope. And my girlfriend didn't get the T-shirt. Now she's mad at me. She says that I'm cheap. Really? 
So if we start tipping at places like that, where does the madness stop? Does it ever? 888-973-5476. Michael Shoe Casino Resort text line. Ursula, you up to bat first. That doesn't even seem legal to force someone to give a tip or you have to pay in cash. Although, I guess, if you're a private business, you can do whatever. So, whatever. (laughs) But... Um, I don't think he's cheap. I think on principle, I would have reacted the same way. Why would you have to tip on the purchase of a T-shirt? And then for the girlfriend, I I would say, if you want to do it and you want that shirt so badly, you buy it. And if you want to pay for the tip, then you pay for the tip. Mm. I guess that would be real easy for me. I I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Well, (laughs) on principle... I hate this and I would not pay, but because I still want my girlfriend to like me, I would cough something up. And I think uh, I think it's time to bring back an ancient sacred tradition of tipping that we used to do in the United States, and that is the tradition of leaving a one penny tip in circumstances in which a tip should not be given. And it is meant as a statement. It costs you nothing. A penny means nothing to any of us. So charge a penny. I mean, you're paying $50 for a shirt. You're expecting to get soaked on the price of merch. It's always overpriced, right? A regular t-shirt costs you 20 bucks, maybe, with the logo on it. You're paying 50 at the con. You're already committing to overpaying for something. So whatever. Throw, throw on a penny. Throw on a buck. Not a big deal. Well, I don't think they had the option for a buck, though. It sounded like it started with I'm, percentages, I'm quite... which is the thing that they make it hard. I've noticed it's getting harder and harder to find if you want to do custom tips. Yeah. You have to kind of stare at it for yeah, a while yeah, and go, oh, yeah, oh yeah, there's, there's a hidden button. <laughs> <laughs> Real fine print. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure that there was a way to opt out of that, but they're at the concert. It's moving, moving, moving. Right. Hey, uh, just if you can't tip, you got to pay cash, no, that kind of deal. Uh, you, you know, I want to talk about this. I wonder when. When are we going to have, I've talked about this, we're going to have restaurants that are like, hey, our employees and staff, they're paid. So whatever the price of the meal is, that's the price of the meal. Mm. Here's my thing. When I go out here to these restaurants and they tell me, hey, there's automatically a gratuity added on. I don't like that. I know you don't. I can't stand that. It, you're telling me. It, go ahead. I, I know. Because it's the principle of someone telling you what to do, and that's just something that goes against your grain. So it is yeah. so I have this I have this deal. Once you tell me that, then that's what you're getting. You're getting that guaranteed 18%. I'm not tipping over that. So when we were in Vancouver, BC, that was a lot, there was a lot of automatic gratuities put on there. Well, the one breakfast restaurant we went to, and she says, hey, I just want to let you know I didn't put the auto gratuity on there. And Lillian goes, oh, you have no idea how how much better that is for you. When you don't put the auto thing on there for me, oh, now I go yeah, above and beyond. But you are an anomaly because I think they put the auto gratuity because there are more people who just won't tip or they'll under tip. But why is it Gee, our responsibility? Do, do you know why? We don't have a system where servers are paid a regular stable wage from restaurants. A, customers hate higher prices. And B, there's a decent percentage of servers who say to themselves, I'm a high performer. I hustle for my tips. I don't want to make a little bit less so that other people make a little bit more. 
which is exactly, by the way, the same conversation we're having about rideshare drivers. Exactly. I was going to say, this sounds a lot like the whole rideshare situation. Just get, can I get it at a restaurant? Give me that restaurant that says, hey, all of our employees and staff, they're paid well. You come here. Here's the price. We should not. We, the consumer, and I know some of you all that own restaurants, you're mad at me about what I'm about to say right now. We should not have to subsidize the income for your employees. Why is that so hard to not understand? But we have this culture that, oh, by the way, this is here because you go to Europe. It doesn't exist. Everything else is going on. You go over there. You're not worried about the tips. I don't like going to these. And then how about this? Sometimes we not only is the auto gratuity, then you have some of another percentage that's added on there sometimes. Right. So like, oh, we just put in a five percent. Um, this is for the, the workers that are in the back out in, in the kitchen area, which I'm great. Everybody should get paid, but it shouldn't be on a responsibility for us to subsidize. Nick? Well, I can see this being a case like we mentioned before where you got to squint your eyes real hard and tiny to see the print within the deal of buying the shirt. And sure enough, there's hidden fees if you want to call them that, but they're trying to knock them off as mandatory gratuity. Give me a break. That kind of contribution, it's supposed to be optional and kind of a gesture, not a tool to trap people into a purchase before it's too late. Good idea to pass on the shirt. Let her deal with those annoying charges at the end of the day. I know. There are a few people saying, dump the girlfriend, by the way. Well, that's a little hard playing a little hardball, I think. (laughs) I mean, now, since we're going to be commenting on that, come on, bro. You got to get that T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, you... You settle that later. Don't let that come between. Go ahead, put that, give him the tip so she can get the T-shirt. Because at the end of the day, you lose, bro. She didn't get that T-shirt. And Ursula, you, I know, you're I'm, old I, school now. I know, I am old school, but I also think, okay, for her to call him cheap yeah. because he is yeah. taking a stance, yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, Tim and Anacorda says, listen to this, Ursula. No, 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 G. Tipping is good for service. Remove tipping and you've got us, the consumer, the customer, to no say and how well you get cared for by your server. Let me just say this. if Let's just say you go to a restaurant where there's tips or you don't have to tip and the service is bad. Are you going back? You know what I mean? You're not going back. Like, service is service, right? There's a lot of other services that you don't have to tip. Sometimes you might go to that hotel. What's hotel you like? You know, you, what's that? Oh, you mean like Palazzo? Oh, <laughs> Ursula Fancy. <laughs> See? <laughs> Ursula likes the Palazzo. Oh, oh good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time for Agree to Disagree. This show has gone fast. And by the way, have you guys seen the new MLB uniforms? You, some, you might like them because some of them are see-through. All right, we'll talk about that next. Gina Ursula. Oh,